Welcome to the Super Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Olawumi Brigway. I'm a transformational life coach and the creator of Super Abundant Woman, the premier personal development platform equipping and empowering women to create their best life from the inside out. In the not too distant past, I myself was trapped in an agonizing cycle of failure and shame with my mind constantly dominated by negative emotions. But my life was dramatically transformed beyond my wildest dreams when I began to live by the power and the wisdom of God's word. On the Super Abundant Life podcast, my goal is to help you disengage from limiting and faulty belief systems so that you can think differently, believe differently, and live differently. Thank you for tuning in. I'm so glad you're here. This is Alami Brigway and welcome to the Super Abundant Life Podcast. This is season two and all season long we've been talking about purposeful living and we're now on episode four of ten. Ten episodes dedicated to helping and guiding you towards living out your purpose every single day. Where you wake up every morning and you're full of confidence that you're living out all that God has put inside you for the purpose of blessing humanity and impacting humanity. Okay, so if you missed the first three episodes, I definitely recommend that you go back and listen or watch those episodes. By the way, if you're listening to me on Spotify, iTunes and so on via podcast channels, the video equivalent of this podcast is also available on YouTube. So you can simply go to the Super Abundant Life, search for that on YouTube. And if you prefer to watch as you listen, then head over there. And if you have friends, family, people that enjoy watching YouTube videos and prefer to access that content via YouTube as opposed to podcast, then by all means share the link with them as well. So if this helps you, help us by sharing it with other people. So this is episode four, as I said, purposeful living is everything we're talking about in this season of 10 episodes. And if I'm taking out almost 10 hours to talk about purpose, it means that this is something that is very important. Not just that it's important, but also that there's so many misconceptions surrounding this topic that it has kept people sort of trapped and not being able to move forward with confidence that they're fulfilling or living out their purpose on here. And I actually genuinely believe, as I taught in the first episode, that the moment a child is born into this world, the moment a child draws breath, that child starts to live out their purpose. So it's not some grand event when they're 40 or 50 or at the end of their life, that unless they fulfill that grand event, 
<laughs> then they haven't fulfilled purpose. That's not true. That's not true. But I don't want to recount everything I've shared in the first three episodes. Otherwise, we're going to end up being here for the entire time. So <laughs> I want to jump straight into episode four. But again, I recommend that if you have not listened to the first three episodes, you go and do that because I'm building up on each previous podcast episode. So today in episode four, I'm going to be talking about stepping out of your comfort zone. Stepping out of your comfort zone. In the last episode, I talked about mastering the art of starting small. So all of this is building or is one layer to the other. In first episode, I talked about what purpose is. Second episode, I talked about four expressions through which purpose would manifest in your life on a daily basis from the moment you're born. So this is like the next tool you need in your repertoire to be able to live out your purpose every single day, which is at some point you're going to have to step out of your comfort zone for you to live out the things and the dreams and the visions that God has put in your heart. It doesn't happen within your comfort zone. In fact, every season, every I don't know, maybe every six months or whatever, something is going to come knocking on the door of your heart and it will start saying, it's time to change. It's time to go to the next level. You will see things. God will immerse you in situations where your eyes will literally pop and you'll be like, whoa, I didn't even know that was possible. And those things will create desires in you that want you to reach higher. But you, nobody ever goes to the next level without stepping out of your comfort zone because by definition where you are that has become comfortable um you you have to step out of it in order to go to the next level and that's what i'm going to be talking about in this episode specifically it's going to be broken into three parts first of all i'm going to define what exactly is this comfort zone that we keep hearing about and not just that but the science and the psychology behind it behind why we stay in our comfort zone, how your brain chemistry is, <laughs> is wired to keep you within your comfort zone. Your body, your body, the way your body functions, your brain is already against you. Your brain wants you to stay in your comfort zone and there's a reason for that. So when we understand these things, you stop feeling bad and be like, oh, I understand. Okay, so let me address the reason why the brain wants to keep me here so that it can release me and free me <laughs> and let my people go so I can go to my next level, right? So then I'm going to talk, I'm going to address the limitations of staying within the comfort zone. If we stay within a comfortable environment too long past when we should be in it, it's not just, eh, Shabi, I just won't go to the next level. No, nope. There are so many other things, negative consequences that come as a result of take, of making choices like that. And of course, I'm going to just share a few strategies very quickly. If I'm more like list them as to how you can literally begin to step out of your comfort zone and practice, make it a habit. So this is not just a one time, once in my life, I'm going to just, you know, quit my job. I'm going to start that business. Not necessarily. We're saying become the kind of person that steps out of the comfort zone. Because if you become that kind of person, when you recognize opportunities that are currently outside of your comfort zone, you're more likely to jump at them. Okay. So everything I teach, I'm always going from the inside out. So this is about becoming that kind of person. So I'm excited to get into it. Let's get into the first part of the podcast where I'm going to be defining the comfort zone and the science or the psychology behind it, why we want to stay and live and die inside the comfort zone, but it's not good for us. <laughs> okay, so the comfort zone is actually a state of familiarity and 
predictability. The comfort zone is the place where you are safe and secure. It is where individuals, you and I, where we feel safe, where we feel secure. It's a place that is familiar. It's a place where we feel like we have control of our environment, of different things, of our thoughts, of our feelings. And the comfort zone is often accompanied by feelings of low anxiety and low stress. So being comfortable means that there's no anxiety about the thing. You've done it so many times that you live and sleep and wake up there. Like it's, it's not new for you. Your heart doesn't start beating when somebody suggests that you should go and do something that is inside your comfort zone. You're so used to, you're so familiar with that way of being that it has ceased causing you any kind of stress or anxiety. Okay. And this is why your brain loves it so much because your brain, one of the jobs, one of the most significant jobs of your brain is to keep you safe. It's to, it's to keep you secure. It's to protect you. Right? So anything that wants to sort of sniff you away from that comfortable place, alarm bells will start to ring. And I'm going to talk about that. When we're in a comfort zone, we typically engage in behaviors that are routine and predictable. We engage in behaviors that are associated with feelings of, again, security and comfort. Security and comfort are wonderful until they become the things that are choking us. Because you can get to the point where you strive for security and for comfort. Let's say in your career, when you first entered into the job market, you could barely afford to get on the bus to go to work. You could barely afford to do this, barely afford to do that. But now you're earning a lot of money in the sense that you can pay this bill. You don't have to think about it to do this. Or you can afford to live in a kind of house or drive this kind of car, etc., etc., etc. It's quite comfortable. Your bills are met. You don't have to scrape coins together to go and pay the electricity bill. You've entered into a good measure of comfort and security. Now that's beautiful and something that you aim for and your brain also helped you get to that point. However, in order for you to live out the next stage of your purpose, something somewhere will require you to sacrifice that security or that comfort, at least to an extent. You will, you will need to sacrifice a degree of it to be able to step into what that next level is asking for you. So for example, there's a startup. And you were praying and you just knew God has been sort of showing you hints and tips and he has shown you scriptures in the Bible as to how you should leave Egypt. <laughs> you should leave where you are to a land that I will show you. You've, you. Story of Abraham has been resonating with you up and down, up and down. You've seen it everywhere. Every time you open your Bible, you see it. You have random conversations with people and they just start talking about this person that left their cushy job to can start the da, 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 so and join the startup or start. Da, da, da. And you'll be hearing it. And there's peace and conviction in your heart. And when the opportunity comes knocking, you're like, ah, when you think about, <laughs> when you think about the comfort and the security, even your brain will send alarm signals that no, 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 no. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Do you see what I mean? So your whole body is wired for security and comfort. In fact, it is the reason why God told the Israelites that when you get into the promised land and you possess the land, do not forget the Lord, your God. It's very easy to do. Honestly, we're all susceptible to this thing. So don't forget, don't get so comfortable. 
and so secure in all the external provision that you're not like eh, Jehovah Shmo, Jehovah. Like who is Jehovah again? It's okay to go and worship Baal and all those kinds of things we start saying to ourselves. Right? Why do I need to pray in the morning again? It's cold. At least God understands. If I just mumble a few sentences, it's okay. Meanwhile, when you were uncomfortable and quote-unquote insecure in the sense that you were barely making ends meet and you're like, I want to enter into the place where financially we're just safe and secure. You were praying. You you were making declarations, making intercession that this next level of job is going to come. This thing is going to happen. And then when it happened, you're like, oh. <laughs> so, every single one of us were susceptible to it. Let's look at the science behind this thing. Like I said, there is a science behind it in terms of your chemistry. One of which is the brain's reward system. So when we engage in behaviors that are familiar and predictable, the brain, your brain, releases dopamine, a neurotransmitter that is associated with pleasure and reward. Now, the release of this dopamine reinforces these behaviors and makes it more likely for you to repeat them in the future. So when we do things that are comfortable, that don't threaten our security or make us feel unsafe, dopamine is released and you're just like, oh, this is nice. Oh, this is nice. I used to wake up in the middle of the night just to pray and to push and to intercede and all that stuff. But now I'm in a cushy, nice, interiorly decorated apartment or house. And my bedroom was designed by the one of the top three interior decorators in the United Kingdom, blah, blah. Everything's just beautiful and the duvet is so comfortable. And the alarm bell rings for you to get up and go and pray. See that comfort of, oh, this is so nice. I just want to sleep. It's releasing, <laughs> it's releasing dopamine. If I let me tell you exactly, <laughs> I've heard this before, right? It's ridiculous and it's funny, but it, it, it's a good example <laughs> of how this works. I've heard stories. I don't know how far true they are, but I've heard stories about how maybe people that were sleeping somewhere that was uh, rats infested or that loads of rats in the house. And if you're sleeping at night and maybe you, you finished eating with your hands and you didn't wash your hands before you went to bed or your feet were exposed, your toes on your feet were exposed or your fingers were exposed, that what the rats would do, I don't know if it's true, but it's a, it sounds very nice and <laughs> it's funny and it proves my point is the, the rat does not want you to obviously wake up and chase it or kill it or whatever, but he wants to eat your fingers or he wants to eat your toes. He wants to eat the flesh of your toes. So what would the rat be doing? As he's pecking at your fingers and eating part of your flesh, you just be blowing. <laughs> Tell him it's true. But will be blowing air so that it's sweet. And you're like, oh, this is nice. This is nice. Meanwhile, it's eating your In other words, what the brain would do is it wants to reward you for keeping it in that comfortable, serene, and just still and enjoyable space. The alarm bell rings. You're like, oh, I should get up. And anxiety, like, oh, boy, it's cold. And brain's like, no, 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 no. We don't want that anxiety. No, no, no. And it just chooks that dopamine into your system to remind you of how wonderful it feels for it to be under that duvet. 
And guess what you want to do more? You want to snuggle more under your duvet and continue to sleep. So that, that is literally how your brain is tricking you to stay in your comfort zone. So when you understand this, you will increasingly fight against that and say, yes, I know that dopamine has been released, which is making me feel even better about this behavior. However, is this behavior going to take me to where I know I should be going? Is it taking me? And the answer to that is no. The dopamine that your brain releases into your system actually is meant to keep you reinforcing that behavior and to stop you from doing anything outside of that in the future. So it wants you to repeat it in the future. And another part of that, so another important factor in terms of brain chemistry and so on is the role of the amygdala. So amygdala is a small almond-shaped structure in your brain that is responsible for processing emotions, particularly emotions of fear and anxiety. And here's what happens when you're in an unfamiliar or unpredictable situation. In other words, when you're starting to step out of your comfort zone, what happens is that little part of your brain, the amygdala sends signals to the rest of your body to prepare for fight or flight response. This response is then characterized by increased heart rate, blood pressure, and breathing, as well as feelings of anxiety and fear. In other words, Every time you want to venture outside of the familiar, the amygdala will raise alarm bells and say, stop her, stop her. How? It will release chemicals of fear and anxiety and increased heart rate and your breathing becomes labored and so on. Why do you think people have panic attacks? For example, someone that is afraid of flying, flying that millions of people do every day. And someone says they're afraid of flying. They could be absolutely 100% fine. And then they see an aircraft, somebody says, go and get on that airplane. And all of a sudden, their breathing becomes labored. They are having a panic attack because their amygdala is saying, danger, danger, danger. Don't go near there. Don't go near there. What am I saying? I'm saying simply because your emotions or your body or whatever is responding this way does not mean you should not override. In fact... You must learn how to override it, which is what we're talking about in today's episode. So why should you train yourself to become the kind of person that steps out of your comfort zone? Why? What are the benefits of doing that? I've already tried to establish that in order for you to live out your full purpose, to fulfill your potential on this earth, in any endeavor you find yourself in, in anything you put your hands to, you must cultivate the habit of stepping out of your comfort zone. It's a requirement. It's a prerequisite. So if it's a prerequisite, it means that I need to arm myself with as much information and knowledge as possible so that when I'm wanting to shrink back, I will literally bring all these things to my remembrance and say that these are the benefits of me moving forward and becoming this kind of person that steps out of my comfort zone. That's what I'm hoping to use this podcast episode to do, to showcase the benefits of becoming the kind of person that regularly steps out of their comfort zone when life demands it, when your next level or stage of purpose demands it. Yeah. So we're going to talk about five, five benefits of stepping out of your comfort zone, of cultivating the habit of reaching out for opportunities, of saying yes 
to things that would have been more comfortable to say no to. But by saying yes, you know that you're growing, you're becoming a higher level of person, right? The first one is your self-confidence and belief in your abilities grow. If you don't create the habit of stepping out of your comfort zone, of doing what is unfamiliar, uncomfortable, this is why people struggle with self-confidence because they never say yes to anything that is uncomfortable, to anything that's going to take them out of your comfort zone. But actually, the way you develop confidence in yourself for that thing is by stepping out. Let's talk about public speaking, for example, or any kind of speaking. Yeah. They say, oh, go and present to the team what you found by carrying out that study. Oh, you're leading this project or you're supporting with this project. Your line manager can't attend the meeting. Can you go and present to everyone what you found out? And you'd be surprised how many of us will raise up our job description and say, nope, 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 that's not my job. That's not within my job description. I'm not doing that. It's fear that's talking. Because you're like, oh my God, what if I go there and my brain just scatters? I can't hear anything. I can't see anything. I just forget. What if I go and start stuttering and I go and embarrass myself? And guess what? Your brain, remember, <laughs> it's helping you. Amygdala is saying, alarm bells, alarm bells is pumping things that are raising your temperature, raising your breathing rates, raising your heartbeat. And you are taking that as a sign as a sign that you shouldn't do it. No, it's not a sign that you shouldn't do it. It's simply your amygdala <laughs> saying you're about to step out of your comfort zone. That is all it is showing you. It's not saying you shouldn't do it. It's just showing you that, okay, you're about to do something that you're not familiar with, right? So your self-confidence, your belief in your abilities cannot grow if you don't know how to keep stepping out of your comfort zone. But if that person says, sure, I'll do it. And somehow I am that kind of person. I, okay. I say I am not because I was necessarily born this way, but I made a decision. I made a decision. People don't believe how introverted and private I am. People don't believe how quiet I am. I'm an extremely quiet person. If you leave me to myself, right? Based on my brain, if you leave me and my brain to it, <laughs> I would not talk to anybody. I will like, if they say, come and talk to people like panic attacks, kind of thing, extremely. And I just made a decision. I made a decision that I was going to step out of that. No hundred percent of the time, because then I'm becoming somebody else. I don't want to become somebody else. I like me. However, when occasion demands it, I'm not going to sit back and run away and say, no, I don't want to talk to people. Oh, I don't want to speak to anyone. Oh, I don't want to see anybody. No, no, no. I don't want to maintain eye contact. No, I'm not going to do that. When occasion demands, I'm going to step up and I'm going to show up the way I meant to show up. So it's a decision. Do you see what I mean? And this person makes a decision and says, sure, I'll do it. Even though amygdala is doing his job and your heart is beating. Bah, 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 bah. Your breathing is increasing like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. It's okay. It's just trying to tell you that it's unfamiliar. That is all. That is all. Don't take it in any other way. Don't take it as validation to run away. Please don't run away. Because if that person takes up that opportunity, 
the next time they do it is going to be easier and the next time and the next time and if they really believe that do you know what i want to master this thing they can actually become a master they can get to the point where they are standing and they can present and people will be like wow you're such a great presenter he's such a great orator they won't know that when you start your amygdala <laughs> was going alarm bells alarm bells alarm bells right so your confidence your belief in your abilities and if you don't believe in your own ability in, in what you carry it's impossible to do amazing things in this world honestly it's impossible so stepping out of your comfort zone inevitably involves facing challenges and overcoming obstacles right? Like the person that's going to present for the first time. But as you successfully navigate these hurdles, you gain a tangible sense of accomplishment, you boost your self-confidence, and you reinforce your belief in your own capability. And of course, this thing's a cycle, isn't it? This newfound confidence then feeds into more confidence the next time you want to step out. And it will come to a time where somebody says, go and present to this group or present to the entire company with c-suite present your amygdala is silent because it is no longer unfamiliar in fact dopamine is then released by your brain to cheer you on to say yay we like doing this one can you see that the second reason the second benefit of becoming the kind of person that steps out of your comfort zone habitually is you increase your resilience and your ability to handle challenges. And these things sort of feed into each other. Resilience means being knocked down and you get back up. You just bounce, bounce back. So resilience is bounceability, bounce back ability. <laughs> being able to bounce back when life knocks you down, when challenges knock you down. You see, no matter who you are, no matter how high up you are or low you, whatever, Life is always full of unexpected twists and turns. And those who are accustomed to operating within the confines of their comfort zone will often find themselves ill-equipped to handle those kinds of challenges. You never push yourself. And I say this a lot in parenting that, I mean, for a lot of us now, many of the people that are listening to me, you're comfortable to the point that you can provide a good level of comfort for your children. So your children will not say things like, oh, I don't have three square meals. There's no money. Largely the people that are listening to me, that's not your case. That's not your situation. In fact, it is the over, it is the child eating 10 times a day. So that's a problem. You're not thinking, let's take, put this child on diet, right? So it's very rare that you find a situation where a child is deprived and they have they are having as a result of the circumstances that they're in that life has brought to them they're having to be resilient and to face challenges and handle challenges some of us grew up in those environments right some people when they were growing up maybe it was one meal they could their parents could afford a day and they will have to find a way to make sure that their stomach was still full and they could function. They still had to go to school and still come back and do dishes and do all sorts on that one meal. So we grew up, some of us grew up in sort of environments and situations that made us resilient. But now that resilience has made you successful. You now have children and you have removed every obstacle from the path of those children there's nothing they're dealing with 
I always recommend that as a parent, create obstacles. If the life you're living, right, you are able to provide a good level of comfort for your children, fantastic. However, create artificial, artificial challenges and obstacles for them. And it's very easy to do. For example, as a child is growing up, create routines. So things like when you come back from school, go and put your bag away. The child just wants to throw the bag anyhow, right? And just throw it and then go and watch TV. You say no. I know that's what you want to do. That's comfortable. Your brain will release dopamine to reward you for doing that. However, no. When you come back from school, I want you to put your bag away. You have these routines, the checklists. The moment you suggest that to the child, amygdala starts screaming. <laughs> the child starts hyperventilating. No, no, mommy, I want to watch TV. Say, no, you're not watching TV. You need to finish your homework. You need to finish having your meal. Put your phone away, etc., etc. So you have to create obstacles artificially for your children. So that's a side tip on parenting. It's important that when we venture outside of our comfort zone, we expose ourselves to new experiences and situations and we gradually build resilience and adaptability. That's the way it works. The resilience enables you to approach challenges with a calmer mindset, better problem solving skills and a more optimistic outlook. Nothing will really phase you anymore if you become this kind of person. Right? Let's move on to the third benefit of habitually stepping out of your comfort zone. This one is quite easy and quite obvious. You expand your knowledge, your skills, and your perspectives. If you never do anything that you never do, you're only ever going to have what you have or know what you know. If you only ever take the same route, okay, I'm going to work and I go the same route and I come back and I cook and I eat and then watch this and go to bed. If your life does not every now and then gets punctuated by something different, all you know is what you will ever know. All you can do is what you will ever be able to do. And the way you see life, your worldviews, your perspectives will only ever be your worldviews and perspectives. It will never shift. It will never change. So we have to create opportunities for us to be exposed to new knowledge, new skills, new perspectives. My sister-in-law, my brother's wife, is a beautiful example of this. Someone who literally steps out of her comfort zone in terms of knowledge, skills, and perspectives. I mean, she's an HR professional. That's her day job. But she'll travel to different places, exotic places, that's one. Number two is, in terms of knowledge and skills, the other day I heard my niece was sort of, you know, making fun of her that she went and signed up for a coding class. This is somebody in her fifties, uh, she's 50 or 51. Coding. Just uh, what is this coding that all these young people are talking about anyway? HR. It's not even like she's a software engineer or anything. Right? She's like, mm, I want to be, I, I just want to learn it. I just, I'm just interested in this thing. And she went and signed up and she'll be diligent with it. And she'll do it. Huh, this is interesting. And then she'll say, just, I mean, so say, I'm wasting my time. It's not a waste of time. Any new knowledge or skill or worldview you acquire is never a waste of time. It's never, it's going to enrich your life. It's going to enrich your experiences and it will take you far in life. You, you must be that kind of person that is continually finding ways to step out of your own comfort zone. 
as you engage in unfamiliar activities, as you interact with diverse individuals, this is important. Don't only hang out with the people that look, speak, and talk, and I was going to say smell like you, but that may come off <laughs> not so nice. It's, it's, don't only hang out with people like that. People that work, they go to work, and they never hang out or engage with people that are not their skin color. So you're African and you only ever hang out with other Africans. In fact, to even make it worse, some will only ever hang out with people from their own country. At lunchtime, there's only Nigerians you talk to. Meanwhile, there are only five Nigerians. There are 200 employees. You will sniff out those five Nigerians. No matter where they are, you find, the five of you find, find yourselves. I say, no, we must have lunch together. Oh, we must. No. <laughs> yes, it's uncomfortable. Yes, it's unfamiliar. Your amygdala is going to like alarm bells, alarm bells, alarm bells. Oh, my accent. Oh, I'm a bit nervous. It's okay. Remember, all of that is happening just to notify you that you're stepping into unfamiliar territory. It doesn't mean danger. Unfamiliar does not equate to danger. It doesn't. Step out and say, I feel a bit nervous. I feel a bit self-conscious about my accent to start with. But the more you do, you just... After a while, you realize that you don't even care about your accent. In fact, people are intrigued. They are asking you questions and you become fast friends. Of, you know, you're not even thinking about, oh, how did I pronounce this word? And it enriches your life. It enriches your worldview, everything. It gives you more opportunities. So your knowledge, your skills, and your perspectives expand. And that growth then leads to personal and professional breakthroughs and it enhances your overall well-being and success. The fourth reason why you should cultivate the habit of stepping out of your comfort zone is you end up discovering new passions and interests and strengths. In episode two, I talked about four ways that purpose finds expression as you live out your daily life. People have fixated on gifts. Like I'm just gifted with this particular talent but passions is another expression strengths is another ex expression interests is another expression this is what i mean but if you think oh this is my passion this is my passion you don't know if that is your only passion until you are exposed to different things when you begin to expose yourself and step out of your comfort zone you actually realize that oh i never knew i had a passion for that I never knew. So if somebody makes a suggestion to me, for example, and say, oh, try this thing. I don't automatically turn it down. I've trained myself not to say, no, no, that's not for me. I don't do that. Or this is not for people like me or whatever. I'm like, really? Okay, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go and see if I like it. And I'll give it a proper go, not toe dipping. I don't toe dip. So if I'm going to give something a go, I'm going to give it a proper go to find just in case it's my passion. I remember there was a time where the suggestion, I don't even know how this suggestion came to me now. This was many years ago, probably about 15 years ago, that sewing. I thought, oh, okay, that could be interesting. Not necessarily to make a business out of it. So it wasn't like an innate gift or talent. You know, some people just from when they're young, they're sewing stuff. And no, no, for me, I was like, it could be an interest. And I signed up for a class. In fact, I remember then I went to my local community college and they had these adult evening classes. After my 95, I think once a week, I would drive down and I'll go and take this two hour, three hour class. I think it was a six week course or something on how to sew. And I, 
I mean, I gave it a proper go. Imagine after coming back from work, after doing everything I needed to do, and then getting in the car again to drive down to go and take an adult. <laughs> so that's commitment, right? I gave it a proper go. But by the end of the thing, I was like, no, 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 no. This, you know, this is not a passion for me to pursue. I have very little passion for this. But did it add to my life? 100%. There are skills that I picked up. It added to my life. And it also reinforced this idea in me that there's nothing you can't do. So even though it didn't end up being, oh, wow, you discover that you have a huge passion and underlying gift for sewing and designing and wow, you're not a global fashion design icon. No, it didn't work out that way. However, a couple of things happened. Number one, it reinforced to me that I'm not afraid of anything because that first class, it wasn't easy. I'd never sold anything in my life, maybe except home economics class in first one or two years of secondary school, age 10, age 11. That is as far as I, I, I had never done any kind of story. And then I'm going into a class where there are other people and I'm a complete novice. It was scary, but I did it. So because I did, I reinforced that, allow me, there's nothing you should be afraid of. In fact, I ended up enjoying it. it just, I just felt like this is not something that I am passionate about, but I did enjoy it. And the second is I picked up a skill. And the third is I picked up relationships as a result of doing that. So it's always worth it. It's always worth it. When you explore like this, when you open yourself up to exploring, it will lead to the discovery of hidden passions and talents that will bring you joy and fulfillment and a sense of purpose to your life. So I have other examples where I tried something and literally was like, whoa, I found the joy of my life. And till today is still something that I'm passionate about. Absolutely. Like writing. Prior to me starting that blog, so in the last episode, I talked about how I just thought I want to write about my experiences as a newly married woman. And I just started blogging. I discovered how much I love writing and how good I am, how talented I am at writing. Till today, I'm still writing. It's, a, it's not a passion. Just for me, venture, I said, what is the blog thing that people are doing? Let me even give it a go. Do you see what I mean? And of course, the last one is you attract opportunities for personal and professional growth when you try new things. Opportunities will come your way. The opportunities that we're hiding on the other side of your comfort zone, that unless you venture outside of your comfort zone, regardless of what your brain or, or your amygdala are doing, so the brain is releasing dopamine to remind you that it's very sweet here. It's very, it's like the mouse that's blowing air. <laughs> While it's chopping, it's literally eating your flesh, it's blowing the air. Your brain is saying, it's releasing dopamine to say, oh, this is nice, just stay here. Just stay under the duvet. And on the other side, your amygdala, every time you say, let's even try and see what's happening there, is stirring up emotions of fear and anxiety and increasing your heartbeat and your heart rate and all that. And you're starting to sweat. In spite of all that going on in your body, you say, no, there are opportunities waiting for me on the other side. Stepping out of your comfort zone is a catalyst for your professional and personal growth. By the very definition of growth, you can't grow 
until you extend beyond what you are now. That's by definition, by definition. So you will expand your knowledge base. You will develop new skills. You open yourself up to multiple opportunities that would otherwise remain out of your reach. The growth will extend beyond, oh, I learned how to do this new skill because you don't know where it's going to be relevant. Like for me now, the sewing, just some random skill that I picked up, it didn't end up being the passion of my life or what I would do for the rest of my life, but it fed into my work as a teacher because I could relate and understand that, oh, I see when children actually, when their face is something that they think is difficult, this is why they could be tempted to act up because I felt that anxiety. As an adult, I felt the shame and the embarrassment. Oh my God, I'm a big, as old as you are. <laughs> you're not starting as a beginner. See the expert teacher in the room that knows all things. And you're like, how do I even thread a needle? Just that. So it fed into my work and so on. So in other words, what am I saying? Stepping out of your comfort zone is an investment in your personal growth and your well-being. It's a courageous act that opens doors to new possibilities, enhances your resilience, expands your horizons, and ultimately leads to a more fulfilling and successful life. Isn't it worth it then? I think so. I think it's absolutely worth it for you to become the kind of person that is habitually, not once in your life, oh, habitually stepping out of your comfort zone. In fact, there's a rule I follow that I push to follow 70 to 100% of my life, of my day, is if something is a little bit uncomfortable, I just try and, even if I just cross the line a little bit, just to experience, just to push the boundaries a little bit, just to push the boundaries a little bit. Like I'll give you a very wonderful example. So I go to the gym and today I, I tend to do classes because for me that's an excellent, most valuable use of my time. 45 minutes with an expert plus community. So the experts is showing me exactly what to do and I'm just copying them. And there's other people there that you, you can't slack, right? So perfect. So I tend to do classes and I had booked a class, but this morning I just was not, that's in frame of mind. Oh my God, go to the gym. Oh my God. <laughs> my brain was releasing dopamine that no, you don't want to go to the gym. This is nice. It's better to just stay at home, come up with the excuse that I have some work to do. Don't go to the gym. Amygdala is increasing, injecting up my heart rate. Like, oh my God, but I haven't done this class in a while. How, am I sure I can still keep up? Or oh, what if my muscles ache afterwards, etc., etc., etc. So the brain was doing its work very well. My brain is highly functioning. <laughs> but I thought, hmm. What kind of person am I? No, allow me, Brigway. You are the kind of person that habitually steps out of your comfort zone. So I thought, okay, at the moment, I can't fully, or I could, but I'm not going to fully extend because fully breaking through and saying I'm going for the class would have been ideal. But I thought, you know what? At this point, my strength is small because the Bible says that when you faint in the day of adversity, it's because your strength is small. I judged and I thought my motivation, everything is just low for this, but I'm not going to just not do it. So what did I do? I said, I'm still going to go to the gym because I need to maintain that cycle in my life of 
you what do you do you go to the gym however instead of doing the class i'm going to cancel the class and i'm just going to go on the treadmill for 20 minutes half an hour something like that and i and that's exactly what i did and i still felt really great would the class have been better probably but here's the point even when I can't fully extend outside of my comfort zone. I will still come out small just to tell my brain that, excuse me, I'm the kind of person that steps out of my comfort zone when it's for my good. All right. So very quickly, I'm going to just read through some strategies for stepping out of your comfort zone to become this kind of person. Number one, set small achievable goals or milestones. If you go and listen to episode three, the one directly before this one, I spent the entire episode talking and teaching about starting small, how to start small, why you must start small, etc. So start small. Number two, embrace new experiences and challenges. Don't automatically say no. In fact, if you have by habit become the person that automatically says no, recall it because the no would have come out of your mouth instantly. Like, no, I'm not doing it. No. Because it's a habit. Yeah. You've developed the habit over years. It's not instant. You are not instantly going to become the person that says yes. But even if the no has come out of your mouth before you even thought about it, when you do think about it, can you go back and say, actually, I had the thought about it. I'm going to say yes. Let me give it a go. Like Jesus talks about the father that had two sons and one of his sons, he told him to go into the field and he automatically said no. Say, I'm not doing this all. I'm not, no, you have servants that do stuff like that. Why should I go? I'm not going. So even if the no flies out of your mouth by habit, when you sit and says, when the guy pondered it, he went, he said, ah, I should go. So they say, oh, let's all get together and go out and do that. Yeah, no, no. And your brain will immediately supply you with reasons why you shouldn't go. It's trying to protect you. But if you really sit and think about that, this is an opportunity. Why, why not just try it? Go back and say yes. So embrace new experiences, new challenges. Put yourself, number three, in a position where you're consistently increasing and updating your skills and your knowledge. Read wide. Just randomly sign up for some course that will teach you how to paint. It doesn't mean you're going to be the next Picasso, but it's going to add something to you. So habitually learn new skills, acquire new knowledge. Number four, seek out mentors and communities that will support you. By nature, if you hang around a diverse group of people, you will pick up new knowledge and new skills. So if you immerse yourself in a community that's consistently reaching out for new heights, you're just by nature going to be that kind of person. In Soul, for example, personal development, spiritual development platform. Our entire purpose and goal is to help you retire. It's to help you step out of your comfort zone. So if you immerse yourself in that kind of community, for example, and you sign up for that and you're showing up, you will look back over six months, over a year and be like, my goodness, I've grown so much, which is what people keep coming back to tell us. They say, I look back and I'm like, my goodness, I can't believe how much I've grown in all areas of my life. So immerse yourself in communities like that and also get a mentor because a mentor is going to keep calling you higher. And the last one, the fifth one is cultivate. So mindset is very important. Cultivate a positive mindset that sees challenges 
as opportunities for growth. Because if every time your amygdala hikes up your breathing and your heart rate and it's stirring up feelings of anxiety and fear and all those things, because there's a challenge, like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to face this challenge. It's better to just go back and hide. It's better to just say no. It's better to just abandon the things. It's better to just give up. If you see challenges and you run away, clearly you're not going to live out your full purpose on this earth. So you have to reframe it. And if you study your Bible from front to back, up and down, if there's one theme that is permanently recurring in the Bible, it is what? Challenges are opportunities for growth. In fact, it is spelled out literally in verses like this light affliction will turn out for what? A weight of glory. As in spelled out. It is spelled out. David saw Goliath. Everybody was running away. David said, no, I'm going to run towards. And what happened? You know what happened? So start to work on your mindset. Declare words. Write out a declaration and begin to say to yourself, I'm the kind of person that steps out of my comfort zone. I am bold. I am courageous. I lay hold of opportunities. I don't run away from opportunities. I run towards opportunities for my growth and expansion and multiplication and so on. So work on your mind as well. And that's why I'm going to leave it today. So that's episode four of 10 in this season long series on purposeful living. This is Allow Me Breakway and I'll be back in the next episode. See you then.